From Loyola University Chicago School of Law and WLUW, this is The Poppycat. We're law students exploring the vanguard of the legal world with experts from our backyard and beyond. Subscribe to The Podvocate wherever you get your podcasts and join us every Saturday evening at 6 on WLUW 88.7 Chicago. Welcome back to The Podvocate. This is your host, Emmett Harrington. Today, I'm honored to be joined by Tom Farrell. Tom is a man behind the TV screen. He has over 30 years of TV production experience, having spent the last 16 years as CEO of the Workshop Studios. Tom has spearheaded projects like Trading Spaces for TLC, The Haney Project for the Golf Channel, and Netflix's Emmy-nominated and Real Screen Award-winning documentary series, Basketball or Nothing. Tom, thank you for being here today. Oh, it's a pleasure, Emmett. I'm glad to be here with you. Uh, Tom, can you tell us a bit about the nature of your work? Sure. I am impressed with the homework that you did on our company already, so you set us up nicely there. But yeah, we I like to say we're an unscripted content studio, Emmett. Um, our mission statement here is we try to go after and create premium content with a purpose. So what do I mean by that? I'll take our Netflix show, for example, where we were able to find a high school basketball team located in Chinle, Arizona. And the team sat right in the middle of the Navajo Nation there in Arizona. And when you talk about a marginalized community in our country, there is no more marginalized community than the people on the Navajo Nation. And we felt the need to put a lens on them. And so we did, and we ended up striking a a deal with Netflix. And lo and behold, we have a series about this high school basketball team going after a state title in Arizona. And all of a sudden, the kids on the team become Netflix stars. So um, it, it was intended to put a spotlight on a community that needed a spotlight on it and it turned into something much bigger with the power behind Netflix. So we we make stories, we love to dive into compelling stories and bring them to the screen. Um no matter what screen it is, whether it's Netflix or um it could be History Channel or ESPN, you name the outlet and we've probably produced for it. And it, it's not just uh, uplifting stories, but also would it be fair to say over half of your titles deal with sports? Yeah, very fair to say. We're a sports-leaning company for sure. I've seen Ricky Fowler, Charles Barkley, Michael Phelps. Those have been some people you've worked with and covered. Um, what What do you think sports, why is that a, an appealing topic, do you think, for most people? You know, I think it's an outlet for most people. If you think about your weekends, they're mostly comprised of sports, no matter what stage in life you are. So you could be a college student who's attending your university's sporting event that weekend, and a lot of the activities around the university are based upon that sporting event. Or you could be a young parent whose children are just starting to get involved in sports, and that becomes your life Monday through Friday, whether you're shuttling your kids off to practice or to a game. And then um, at, 
later stages in life, a lot of people use sports as an entertainment outlet. And they sit on the couch and they watch the Cubs game every night. And they look forward to that game coming on at 7 o'clock. So I view sports as a really good entertainment medium for people and a really good outlet from the day-to-day pressures of life. And operating the backdrop of this episode was in this this past summer, the NCAA passed a brand new rule regarding student-athletes' name, image, and likeness, or NIL as it's been abbreviated. How has that really affected your work and sort of the maybe the NCAA projects you've had in the past? So I like to say that on July 1st, the floodgates opened as far as opportunities go, especially in our world, because all of a sudden now there are thousands and thousands of individuals who are now allowed to get paid for whatever services or sponsorships they're they're able to secure. So take for exa- example in my world where if we wanted to do a follow doc or a follow um, series about an individual, we weren't allowed to offer them any sort of compensation in the past if they were an NCAA athlete. Now that's not the case. We could approach um an athlete at Villanova University or UCLA or you name the institution. And legally, we are now able to compensate them for their time and their their name, image, and likeness as everybody's referring to it these days. So um, from, from our business standpoint, there are so many more stories that we could tell now and tell in a really meaningful, meaningful way. So um, in the past, We'd always have to go through some pretty rigorous hoops in order to include a college athlete in our in our show and make sure that we were compliant, NCAA compliant with anything that we we filmed with them. Now um, the doors have swung open as far as opportunities go and we're able to to test the waters in different markets. And and people are still learning and figuring out what it is they can and can't do, which is where People like you are going to come into play because um, I, I totally see the need for lawyers to step in and help these kids with these deals. Right. I mean, contract writing is going to be huge. I imagine the considerations all over the place. Um, what kind of, of deals are you seeing or, or contract terms are you seeing right now with these athletes? So... I, in particular, am seeing more on the television side of things. Sure. So I am seeing, as in the past, where if we were to do a show with Novak or we were to do a show with Ricky Fowler, we would work with their manager or their agent and negotiate a deal and compensate them for appearing on the show. And so now I see a similar pattern with these college athletes happening, where uh, we talk to their agent, we talk to their representative, and we negotiate a a deal with them. And so it's a very similar pattern to what we would do in the professional level. It's now just trickled down to the the collegiate level. And these uh, representatives or agents, they're not provided by the universities, right? These are all... Yeah, you're spot on. Absolutely independent sources that they go to and, and secure not at all associated with the university. 
And from what I've read, each school is a little bit different. It seems you can basically be compensated for anything other than your, your playing services, right? So I, I've been seeing a lot of people getting car deals or like maybe an offensive line getting a pancake house commercial. Um, how do you see the implications of this going forward? I mean, it's obviously only been a few months since the start of the rule, but do you see this affecting teams in a positive or negative way? You know, it's a slippery slope, Emmett. It really is. And so um, if you were to ask me today, I, I think there's going to be a whole lot of speed bumps that people are going to encounter as we go down this road because, like anything new, there are the, well, what if this happens? And, oh, we didn't think about this scenario taking place. And I think we're going to see them on a daily basis. And I think it could have some negative impacts in the beginning. I think the bigger programs are going to continue to get bigger because there's deeper booster money pockets there for them to get bigger. And so that is going to attract some of the bigger names to the bigger schools. Uh, money talks. And now that money's in play, um, I, I think there's going to be a whole lot of figuring out to do. Um, when it when it comes to these athletes and and I think there has to be some sort of guardrails in place so that it doesn't become a monopoly. Um, you have to open it up for fair play on all colleges, but right now I, I just can't see that happening. Right. Are there like disclosure forms right now? So like if if you're an athlete, you'd have to be handing over to your school or the NCAA how you're being paid. You know that's a great question. I don't know the answer to that. Um, I'm sure there's there's got to be something there. And and f for these universities, think about it. Most people think of the bigger programs, the football program and the basketball program. And a lot of these universities are the revenue driving sources. However, volleyball players and crew members and water polo players, they're all in the game now. They can all do it. In fact, I read something here in Villanova that a local water ice company has secured deals with all of the athletes at the surrounding schools. If they promote their water ice company on their social media, then they're trading out free water ice for these athletes. So if you're an athlete at Cabrini, which is right here um, outside of Philadelphia, close to the water ice place. And if you're a volleyball player and you tweet out that this water ice place is the best water ice place on the main line, well, then you then are a, eligible to go in and get a free water ice and not have to pay for it. And it's totally legal. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be these massive thousand dollar contracts for who you imagine is like the, the quarterback of Oklahoma, right? They, these can be smaller deals for, that go a long way with these smaller teams and, and colleges. So there's a lot of opportunity there. And I, th I think it's refreshing to hear that you as a content producer see this as an opportunity and not as a hurdle, uh, which is very important. Yeah, I think it's an, it's an opportunity for a lot of professions, including yours, that you're getting into. Right. Because <laughs> that water ice contract is probably going to take just as much time as, you know, some of these bigger contracts because they're going to have to be papered in some way so that there's there's a transaction taking place so 
um, a, a lot of legalities that, that have to be worked through and opportunities for all of these businesses now to be able to reach their marketplace in, different, in a different way than they ever were able to reach it before and through a really attractive demographic. Right. So you're contracting with these companies who then contract with the players. So there's kind of the middleman. Do you know of any of these companies that you've worked with? So there, there is a company called Mogul right now, um, headed up by Brandon Wimbish, the former quarterback of Notre Dame. And they're basically marrying athletes with businesses. And so they're a one-stop shop business where an athlete can go sign on with Mogul and Mogul will attach them to some sort of NIL deal. And then us as content producers go in and create content for whatever it is. So say it's a Land Rover deal that someone has done and they want to show the athlete in their Land Rover and they want to do that via video. Well, then we're the production arm that will create that video in a premium way. Now, rest assured, there's going to be thousands and thousands of iPhone videos out there with these endorsement deals happening, but we have partnered with Mogul to do it on a, on a more professional level to give it a, a story behind the story. I like that, the story behind the story. Um, it seems like there's a lot of opportunities here and probably a lot of just unknowns going into the future. Be interesting to monitor. What advice do you have for law students right now who are interested in working in that sports and entertainment side of programming? Yeah, I see your profession as very similar to an agent's profession in that these athletes are going to need legal counsel as much as they need their, their agent counsel, and almost more so because I think that um, from a legal standpoint, a young lawyer like yourself would be able to have a stable full of clients, just like an agent would. And um, I think there is ample opportunities. And so my advice to someone like yourself who was interested or a person who was interested in this field is to start networking um, on the collegiate level with some of these athletes and make yourself the go-to NIL lawyer that's out there because you know this field better than anybody. Just like an agent back in the day, um, you know, brought in some of the bigger names. So then it became like a cachet thing. It's like, okay, I'm going to go with this agent because that's who Michael Jordan's with. So, um, so many players were, were longing to have David Falk as their agent because, you know, he was the guy. He was the person that you wanted. I can see a similar path happening here with a lot of these younger collegiate athletes needing legal consultation and going to that person, that man, that woman who's going to represent them and find them the best deals. That's the same way why people with sports stories go to Tom Farrell in the workshop, right? <laughs> um I see that season two for basketball or nothing is in production, right? 
It is. It's in post-production right now, so it's the follow-up to, to season one and following a lot of the characters that you saw in season one, um, developing them out here in, in season two. So yeah, we're in post-production there for that one. Are any of them in college yet? They are, yeah. In so this fact, affects them, yeah. Yeah, there's a um, character from season one. He's known as the goat of the reservation. His name's Cooper Burbank. And Cooper now is at a um, junior college on the reservation. And he is certainly teed up and ready to go uh, for this NIL experience. And it's funny you brought that up because someone brought to my attention, I don't know if you're a fan of the show Last Chance U. Sure, uh, sure. But there was a player from Last Chance U yesterday who just secured a, a big time NIL deal. Um, oh, that's great. So, yeah, it's trickling down. In closing here, I think there's so many unknowns in this NIL world that a lot of people should be paying attention to because um, from a business standpoint, it opens everything wide. So I think there's we could talk all day long about different ways that you could monetize this. But I think from your profession and my profession, we're smack dab in the middle of this revolution. So I think we would be foolish not to at least lean in and, and take advantage of it. Well, Tom, thank you for joining us today. And that's been an episode of The Papa Kit. That's all from us here at The Papa Kit. Thanks again for joining us today. Our team wants to hear from you. If there's a topic you want the show to cover, please email us at thepodvocate at gmail.com. Visit our website at thepodvocate.com for more information on the episodes and our guests. The Podvocate is produced by WLUW, the student-run independent radio station broadcasting from the School of Communication at Loyola University, Chicago. From Loyola University, Chicago, School of All, this has been The Podvocate.